the flow of the shir tonight is somewhat disparate. It's, it's not logical flow. It's just thoughts which came to me, areas I wanted to touch on. So it'll be what I call a stream of consciousness. Okay. Um, the first one, what started this shir going really was my wife a few times said to me, you know, you know, people are being terrible kale in, in Sligo Creek. And is that okay? And I said, no. She said, well, you better tell them. Okay, so um, so I just so the thought process why people think you can metabolize Kalim and Sligo Creek is because it's a natural body of water. Now, what can be more natural than Sligo Creek, right? So, of course, it's kosher. Um, that's the thought process, and that's um, so, it's, so. I want to explain just that halakha a little bit. Uh, the, there's two types of places to table something. There's a mikvah and there's a maya and a spring. A mikvah halakhically has to be what the water is is, is stationary. That's why if there's a very crack in the mikvah and the water is flowing out of the mikvah, the mikvah is puzzled the rice. So that's why they're very careful when they make mikvah, mikvos, is that they should, they're made of materials that don't crack. And if they catch a crack, they have to take all of the water out of the mikvah, dry it out totally, fix it, and then, then wait for the new rain to come back in. So it's a big issue with, with the mikvos. Um, so rainwater has, rainwater has to be stationary. Maya and the spring water can be even if it's moving. Uh, so... If the source of Slyo Creek would be would be spring water, it's fine. The fact that it's moving, if it's rainwater, it's not so good. The fact that it's moving. So after doing a little bit of research, exactly trying to figure out exactly who is the right person to contact to get the information is what are the sources of Slyo Creek. Um, I was able to find, uh, actually, able to find um, the right fellow in the. Washington Area Council of Governments was able to give me the report that I needed for this information. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out, like, who do you go to for this? Anyway, um, at this point in time, Sligo Creek is almost, the, the, the spring sources are almost minimal, and it's, the majority of it is rainwater. You go to arrive, and therefore it's, it's possible, the fact that it's moving. Sligo Creek is not crushed. Now, Northwest Branch, for those of you who are familiar, there's, there's actually something called Northwest Branch. As you go all the way down Lamberton, and there's a trail over there, and you go a little bit further down, there's a creek, there's a, there's a, so there's the Lamberton, there's a Lamberton tributary which feeds into it, which runs actually parallel to Lamberton Drive at the end. And that goes into a larger creek. If you walk to White Oak, that big thing, which you see across 29 at the end, that big waterfall over there, that's called Northwest Branch. It's actually the northeast branch of the Anacostia River, and there actually is a northeast branch somewhere which meets and it become, that becomes the river. Northeast branch, actually, its starting point is in Sandy Spring, Maryland, by the Sandy Spring. Um, start, it comes from a spring. Not clear what is the majority at this point in time. So also not, not, not acceptable to use. Camel Pond is obviously not kosher. Um, however, I want to tell you a fascinating thought. Um, because they use they use the, the, the regular water from the the city water to put it in before there was enough rain. Once you have enough rain, you can add as much rainwater as you want, uh, city, city water as you want. But they didn't do it that way. However, now when they emptied it, had they emptied it totally, then the rain, there's enough rainwater which came down that we would have had a kosher mikvah here at the Temple Caleb. But they didn't empty it totally, so it joins originally the, the puzzle water, which is there, and it becomes a mess. So, so they should have drained it totally, and they didn't listen to me. Okay. Um, so bottom line is you have to use either the, the Kalim in Woodside or the Kalim Mikvah by, by in the cooker store. Okay. In the case that somebody asks you, you, that is the halach on that. One-time usage. So, so there is a 
discussion in regards to a keli which is made for one-time usage, aluminum pans, disposable pans, etc. Um, and the, the way I answer the question that is the following way. Um, if a person is planning to use it for one-time usage, not for multiple use, number one, uh, there's a mechlekes poiskim whether it's chayv and tefillas kalim or not. Uh Moshe Zichli Rocha holds that it's totally mutzer to use it without tefillah. Even if you use it, even maybe he says even two or three times, even possibly, it's not chayv because it's made, it's disposable, it doesn't last. Uh, Menashe Klein Shlita holds that it's chayv with tefillah with a bracha. The minigarlem seems to be like Ramosha, that it's not Chayv and Tfilas, Caleb, and that for many people are Samach on that. My Rebbe actually holds the Chumrah, so I personally am Tavilah without, without a Bracha. But the Ikr Vesach seems to be that you can be Samach to rely that you don't have to Tavilah it. Um, and that seems to be what the minigarlem is on that. Now, what's come from that, if you're, if you're planning to use it for multiple usages, you do have to Tavilah it. Uh, even then, without, I would say without a Bracha. Uh, the dispos- since it is disposable because the Russia holds even that but the other person will discuss it say if it's going to be multiple use you should, you should title it from there has come a, is it, from there has developed a mistake that well so a single use is not a problem so even if I have a Kaylee which is made for multiple use one, I'm allowed to use it one time before I title it well that's not true you, a keli which is made for multiple use, you must, you cannot even use it one time without traveling it. Um, so that's that's, a, that's actually a fair Ramor. Ramor discusses a case where the keli wasn't even made for the purpose of using it for food; it was made for a different purpose, and and that's what you plan to use it for. But one time he said, "No, let's use it for food one time," and he says it's chayv and tefillah. You can't use it even in one-time usage without traveling it. Another mistake which is developed, which goes further, so you have a keli which is chayav and tefillah, and so you can't use it without tabling it, so align it with aluminum foil, then it'll, then it'll be okay. Have you ever heard, anybody heard of that, that, that one? I've, I've heard that from people, yeah. Line it with aluminum foil, is okay. It's not okay. You're using the keli, the keli is functioning to take care of the food, etc., so you, that's, you still be chayav and tefillah. Okay. That's the, that was the two cases which my wife brought up, you know, said, you know, people that are not familiar with this, so I should point it out. So those are the two interesting ones. Let's, let's go to the shir. Um, like the basic points of the shir. There's a mitzvah in the Torah to toggle kalim, which are made out of metal. That mitzvah in the Torah does not prevent, preclude you from using it without toggling it. It's not an isr to use it. It's a mitzvah to toggle it. Uh, the Chavim came along and said, well, if you can use it without toggling it, you we're afraid you might not be motivated to, to toivel it, so they said you cannot use it until you toivel it. So there's two separate dinims. One, there's a chiyav to toivel it, and the, and the second halacha is there's a halacha that you may not use it until you toivel it. What's interesting, I saw an interesting ha'ora. Well, from the Torah's viewpoint, you may, you're allowed to use it without toiveling it, but you have a mitzvah to toivel it. When does that mitzvah start? Well, we say, well, the mitzvah starts before you use it. Well, but according to the Torah, you're allowed to use it without toiveling it, so you can't say it starts before you use it, so when does the mitzvah start? So, there are some boys who say the mitzvah starts as soon as you buy it. You, when you buy your mitzvah, you buy a kli which you're planning to use for, for the purposes of, of achila, you have a mitzvah to toivel it right away. We don't do that. I mean, many people don't do that. We don't, so we buy a large set of whatever, and we put away half for Pesach, and I'll toivel it Pesach time, you know. Or, I, you know, boy, somebody gave me this 
this set of 12 service of flatware for service for six, for 18 I don't need for 18 one day my family you know, so I put away half of it you know in storage and one on the box that I'll mark not tabled so I won't use it without table and the, 10 years from now when I pull it out I'll table it, table it. So, so it's interesting to think about that it could be that that's not correct um this is something which I, was, I had not thought about this before. I was, as I was preparing this year, I came across, across this issue. Um, if the Mitzvah of the Torah is nothing to do with usage, the Mitzvah of the Torah is the table of the Kaili, so the, the, the Zman of the Mitzvah is immediately not when you plan to use it. Um, so that's an interesting thought. Chum came along and said, you may not use it until you table it. What about a situation, okay, so um, what type of kelim are chayiv and tefillah? So the loch is only klisuda are chayiv and tefillah. Klisuda is something which is used for the process, somewhere in the process of a chilah. So the halach, there are two clear types of kelim which are chayiv and tefillah with the bracha. The, the kelim which are used at the table, so they clearly are klisuda, and kelim which are used to take the item from being not edible to being edible. Or they're used with something which, when they're finished with, that item will be, is usable. So if I have a grater, and the only thing I use, use my grater for is for t- potatoes, so you, by the time you finish with the potatoes, they're still not edible, you still have to cook them. So a grater which is only used for the purpose of potatoes would be chayiv and tefillah without a bracha. If I use it for apples also, It'll be chayiv for tefillah with a bracha because it's going to be something which, when I'm finished with it, it'll be something which I can then take and eat. So, if it's used in the process of preparing something which will be edible, will, will be edible. It's chayiv and tefillah. If it's used in the process of something which I bring to the table, it's going to it's going to be chayiv and tefillah. Yeah. Someone said, "Use a certain bowl and you only use it to make challah, but the dough that you're actually making is not edible." Right. So, so that only it would be chayiv and tefillah without a bracha. Right, but but the, the but the, the pan which you put in the oven will be chayv until with the bracha because it's going to come out as being edible. Um, so there's a def- so the halacha is only only kli sudar chayv and tefillah. We'll go back to some examples of that later on. Came along the taz and the taz said, well, what about if I have an item which is a kli suda, but for me its purpose is for business. Words, I own a store. I have all these klisuda in my store. Right? So I, the Torah says klisuda, chayv and tefillah. I own thousands of klisuda. No, I don't. For me, they're not klisuda. They're not kalim for a meal. They're kalim to do business with. For me, they function as klisuda. So for me, they function as klisuda. So they're not chayv and tefillah. So now, so then the question came up. So we have this big tzaddik of a, of a storekeeper and he, you know, he lived in a neighborhood where people are not mocked on tefillah's kalim. So he decided he's going to be, do big... I said he's going to take table all of his kalim before he sells them. Well, they're not chayv and tefillah yet because there's klis chayv, they're not klis suda. So, if they're not chayv and tefillah yet, is it, is it a valid tefillah? So this is the mochoikas in the poiskin. Many poiskin say it's not a valid tefillah because it's not chayv and tefillah yet. So therefore, the, the tefillah which he did beforehand is not valid. Ramanasha Klein has a trip where he says that it is valid. If you did tefillah, it's kosher. Um... This has two very, very practical applications. 
Number one is when you go to the store and you buy that keli and you want it and they have it, they have a mikvah there in the store. You have to make sure that you own it first, and you, you who are the, going, who the person who's going to use it as klisuda owns it before you tovel it, because it still belongs to the moicher. So it's not chayv and tefila. So the tefila is not necessarily valid. So the purchaser has to make sure that they get a kingdom on it before they tovel it. Now, what's a valid kingdom? So miraraisa, the valid kingdom is the person has to pay for it, some form of payment. Mirabot and the chumah said that's not enough. You also have to do some act of hagbor. With the or chutzner when you take it home, it's yours. And that's you know, so you take it home, put it in your house, and then you take it to the mikvah. That's great. In your car, maybe also that's maybe that's considered your chutzner. That would be kind of. Um, if you have a big purse, you put it in your purse. The purse would act as a chutzner, and you'd be kind of. For hagbot to work, well, I thought I was kind of with, with giving the money. It seems to be that you're not kind of with hagbot if you don't know that you're supposed to be kind of with hagbot. So the person pays with the money. That's not enough. To, that's not enough. And then goes over to the mikvah and tables it. Well, could be that wasn't necessarily valid because they didn't purchase it yet. Halakhically, the kenyan wasn't valid. So that's a little bit scary. So that's one application. So a person should be careful to do a kenyan. Do take when you take it off the table and it's it's, it's in the air. It, when you take it off the table, it's in the air. You did hagbo. You don't have to lift it up. It has to be suspended in the air under your power. So any person who takes it off the counter, it's in it's in the air. That's great. Just have intent to be kind, and that's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything more than just, I'm taking this with intent to acquire it. Now I can be terrible. Just picking it up is enough, as long as you have a tent. See, chutzr is kind of without, without das. That's the chutzr, anything which acts as chutzr, your purse, your car, your house, you don't have to das to be kind. So those things would work without... So, um, but hagbon needs das. Okay. Um, the other place where it is in the Gaya is let's move it a step further. Let's say I decided I, I'm you know this this is very common issue. Um, I want to give out shalach monas for Purim, and I decided I'm going to give shalach monas. I'm going to give my shalach monas in this very nice jar, which you can use for whatever. So I buy I buy a hundred jars to give out. For, those jars for me are not klisuta. They are klimat which I'm going to use as matanos. So now they're not chayv and tefillah yet, but I'm a big tzedekus, and I say, you know, before I give it to all my friends, I, I should tevil it first because otherwise they get this thing which is not tevil. So it's an ace for them. So I go and I tevil all my hundred jars, and I deliver to everybody with a little note that the Baruch Hashem is tevil. Well, the luck is that the person should then tevil it without a bracha. They can't use it without being tevil. So this happened two years ago in Torah school. You don't remember? You remember this? The Torah school um, and the in the in the Rosh Hashanah. The pack, you know, the Rishon basket that they sent out with the apple and the and the, and the honey was an apple cookie cutter. Oh, what so, and what happened was, so my wife went to pack the packages, of course, and um, so there's a little note that they've been tivled. My wife says, "Well, you know what? You're not Yotze tivling right now because you bought them as kli matana, not as kli." So they went to Rain, and Rain said that. So good, so we won't leave the pat, forget about the note, and the, you know, we will tell them Which says, well, it's a mechloikas, so merely you have to tell them again without a bracha. So they had to put a note in that you tell them without a bracha. Now people say, well, it must be cookie cutters don't need to feel it with brachas. So they had to, says, the reason not for cookie cutters don't need to feel it with a bracha, cookie cutters maybe do need to feel it with a bracha, but this is a special circumstance, don't ask your rabbi. <laughs> well, it depends what it's used for. You can use it in some dolls, you know. It's 
Right, so it depends what's used. Right, it's true. So but they didn't want anybody to draw any conclusions because another, the issue wasn't cookie cutters. The issue was the fact that it had been titled possibly not correct. So I just got a phone call. I don't know who, who repeated it. I just got a phone call from Mrs. Levitt. Apparently the Academy, uh, Elle, Debbie? Debbie Levitt, was, you know, asked me. I, she got, she'd heard that I said this was problematic, etc. She wanted to know what the issues were because they were apparently contemplating something along the lines. I said, okay, well, you know. So Reiner said it's a, you should be table again without a brothel. So if you're planning to do that, the best thing to do is not table it and let the person table it themselves with a brothel. You should definitely write them down and save them for the yeah, Try and save them. Okay. 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 It's not going to be, you know, this is a private session between, you know, Tikkur Rachel and myself. You know, that's not, okay. Um, okay. Uh, another, another interesting case which comes up with along, along these lines. So, person, okay, so I get this item and it's not tivolt and it comes with coffee in it. I go to the store and I buy a, a jar of coffee. So, it's storing my coffee. Uh, so, a storage container, the is, it's kind of until without a bracha. If it's not something you can bring to the table. If you bring your jar of coffee to the table, so then it's kind of until with a bracha. But I got it ready with the... the so, I'm going to empty out all of the, the coffee, take it, table it, and then put it back in. My mechiv to do that. You're not to do that. It comes as such. It's function over there. It was given when you when you purchase it. You see that as a matana. It wasn't. It was its main function was to be more like. It wasn't like you bought a keli and the, the function is to use the keli. The main function over here is the item inside. It's almost it functions like a like a remersha says in the It's like the shell around the nut. So kolzman it's in there. You're not mechiv to, to empty it out. Actually, the Chazanish says not like that. Hills, you have to empty it out. But the Minigazadam is not like the Chazanish. You don't have to empty it out. Now, okay, so now, so whatever's in there, I don't, I took some of, I poured out uh, grape juice uh, into my, into my uh, decanter. And then after, after the service, there's a lot of grape juice left in the can. I want to pour it back into the bottle. Now it's already a different story, right? I'm putting this into this non toyboled glass jar. I'm pouring this grape juice in. So are you allowed to do that? So again, this is, this is a question amongst the parties. Given the main psaka that you do not have, so, so that's okay. Rishon Zalman says it's just it's the spur that that was really wasn't really to be taken out yet. However, let's say it now is emptied out totally, and I want to keep it. So now I have it's a great jar. I really could use this. It's a great idea, and I want to now clean it out, wash it out, and I want to use this now for, for, to, for in, in my kitchen. So what's the luck in that situation? You should be table it. You should table it without a brothel. Uh, Remersha actually holds that case that possibly is still putter. Um, that even that is, is, is putter, but the many persons hold that situation. The person is high, and therefore the best thing to do is to um, empty it out and you title it without a problem. Okay. Different direction. Again, I, this is stream of consciousness. Um, another area where people get, get a little bit confused. So, as your children get a little bit older, Hashem, so you know, you, so you, you, you want to you your children in the midst of Tilas Kalim, and it's exciting, you go for Pesach, and you take your kids there, and everybody gets a chance to dump something into the mikvah. So, is that, is that acceptable? The luck is that a child can be tied with Kalim, even though they don't necessarily have Das. Tilas Kalim does not require Das. It's valid with even without Das. However, you must see that it was done, because the child has no Namanas to say that it was accomplished. 
So you say, you know what, just do, do, take care of the next, these, these five cattle, and I'll be back in a minute. You know, I'll go through some more things from the car. Yeah, mom, we took care of that. It's not acceptable. You have to do those five kalim again. Under bar mitzvah. Under bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. Now, there's even a question on the point scheme. We, we're dealing with the mitzvah deraisa. So, do we rely on the fact that they... Because godless and Allah requires age plus various simonim. How do we know the simonim came? So, there's, a, there's an assumption in Allah that the simonim came. That's, the, the, that Allah actually only applies to mitzvah deraisa, not to the right, to the raisas. For the rice, we don't rely on that chazaka. So there's some person who say, even a bar bras mitzvah child, until they reach the point where you clearly have maturity, physical maturity, will not be acceptable halachically. So that's very careful, be careful at that point. Again, so they can do the tefillah as long as you see it. A goy can do the tefillah as long as you see it. Right? You can have the goy do it as long as you see it, but they can't tell you that they did it. Yeah. Metals are right, so glasses are abundant. Right. They say the bracha. They would say, they would say the bracha. There's the Rindamash the Tefillah, they say the bracha. What? Then nobody would say the bracha. And if each person's there to have only one dish, then each person... Well, either one person could say for all of them, or, and every answer, I mean, have you, it's like B'dikah's comments that Allah has said, you're having a lot of rooms, you can get all your, everybody there together, and each one will say a main and go off to their room, or you, each one can say their own. Okay, um... Now, in regards to the, the, the um, regards to the bracha issue, I just want to talk about the bracha issue. So, there's a halacha that talks about a few places where a person does multiple mitzvahs. You make one bracha on multiple mitzvahs. That's brought down in halacha regards to putting on uh, a person puts on multiple pairs of sitzes. Uh, the shechita, there's a bracha on shechita. The sheikh of the shechti, many he's doing he's doing kisi adam on many different animal, the birds and one uh, one after the other. So, the get back a porous. Those who are brave enough to do the real life kaparis, you know, and have that whole process going over there, there's a lot of the. So the sheikh says one bracha, he's not supposed to talk after he says the bracha because the bracha goes in all of the mitzvahs, he's not supposed to talk. But he have it if he spoke, so he spoke after the bracha before the first mitzvah, he's not yet, so he has to make a bracha. If he spoke after one mitzvah had been done, between the first and the second, so he's still yet, say. You, don't need a new, you do not need a new bracha. You're not supposed to talk. So a person is there with five or six kalim to toivel, they should not be talking while they're toiving kalim. They're only allowed to talk anything which is necessary for the purpose of toivel's kalim. Same like bidikus chametz. A person makes a bracha, then he's bidik the whole house. He shouldn't be talking during bidikus chametz. Yeah, you had a question? That's not supposed to talk, right? Bidikus chametz, you know, whatever they need, but they're focused and they're doing the mitzvah. So it's not it's not a well known halakha. You know, part of going to Tabla Kalim is a chance to schmooze with, with your friend. Okay. Um, a Kaylee which has um, has so what what's, what type of materials are Chayiv and Tvilu? Metal is Chayiv, glass is Chayiv. Glass, including Pyrex, Duralex, all of those different types of various different types. Even they have other, oh, they have other things in there. But the Iker is they're considered they're made from silicon and they're considered like glass. Plastic is not chayv and tefila. Most but there are some places which hold it. It's chayv and tefila. The Iker psak is plastic is not chayv and tefila. Eights is not chayv and tefila. Wood, wooden, so wooden. You have a totally wooden kelim. It's not chayv and tefila. Now there are certain kelim which are made out of wood and metal together. So, what's the luck over there? You have a kalim made out of wood and metal together. So, if the, if the 
the um, area which touches the food is all wood. So it's not chayv and tefillah. The only exception to that is a, a barrel, which what holds the barrel together is the, the metal hoops on the outside, so it's really the metal makes the clean. So that is that the person says chayv and tefillah, and the person wondering, well, nobody does it. I'm trying to find out why. But uh, that's not so common to you. You're not dealing. What? That's true too, but they don't. Right. Those would be chayv and tefillah. Right, right. So that's the question about why most people aren't doing it because it's a clear, it's a, it's a clear shochanar. No, Ramot talks about that case, and it says it's chayv and tefillah. Um, but so, but now let's say you have a situation where you have, let's say, metal inside. The, the main, the majority of it is is wood. The metal is inside, touching the food, and the metal is necessary, not just there for for beautification, etc. So it's chayv and tefillah with the bracha because the metal now becomes significant in 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 the in the, in the, in the um, Okay, so now let's say I have my I have my pots and it's a metal pot with a with a plastic handle. Well, plastic's not chayv and tefillah. It's a big pot. If I can get the whole pot, but the handle is a real headache. So what can I? Well, it's not chayv and tefillah. Once it, as long as it's attached to the cleat, everything has to go in, even the part which is not made out of material which is chayv and tefillah. So it'd be a wooden handle or a plastic handle. It has to go into the mikvah also. However, you could take off the handle and travel it without the handle. But you have to be careful in that case. You, if that situation that you can't, the screws left on will be a chatzitza. So that takes me to the to the keli, which is made out of pieces. So you have your blender. So there's the base, and then there's the, the, the glass jar, and there's the metal blade. So how are you supposed to title that? Leaving out the electricity, the issue of electricity for a second. Is it best to take it apart and title it separate? Is it best to title it together? So, Rasir Pazer Frank was asked this question. Uh, he said, well, no, you're allowed to table it together. Maybe the best way because uh, this way, all, you have some parts which are not chayv and tefillah, some parts are yechayv and tefillah, maybe it should be a chatzitza. So the, the person who asked the question said, maybe it's better to table it separate, maybe you can't table it together. And he proved from Allah that actually it's preferred to table it together, not separate. So it's preferred in Allah to table it together as a kli, the parts which are yes, chayv and tefillah, the parts which are not chayv and tefillah, it's better to table it together as a kli rather than to table it separate. But you would yes if you did it separately. So therefore, I saw a fascinating halacha. So, you know, I, just, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to do this. I just wanted to show you an example of how this applies. So you have one of these um, uh, blend, you know, one of these blenders, food processors, so it's, and it has 18 attachments. So the, one of the persons says, so you attach attachment number one and you toivel it. Take it out, detach, attach number one, attach, attach number two, and you toivel it. And you do that 18 times. Because it's preferred to do it together. So I'm not going to tell you to do that, but yeah, but you definitely do, can do it separately. But I said, wow, he really took this seriously, because it is preferred in Allah to do it together. Um, but, you, but assuming you have one or two, you, you have one, you know, you have all the pieces there, why not do it together? So you should do it together, preferably do it together, and if you need to do it separately, you can do it separately. Okay. Um, electric uh, items which, you know, work with, electri- work with uh, electric, electricity. So... This is always the problem because they tell you this is big sign says do not immerse in water, you know what? Void warranty, you know do not immerse in water. All these wonderful things they tell you like you know big skull, skull and crossbones, you know that 
you will burn and however if you dare put this thing in water, right? Um, the reality is that nothing happens if you put it into water. The problem is if you put it into water and then you turn it on, it short circuits. That's, the problem is not putting it into the water. Except for something which has a, has a chip, has a, has a computer chip in it, that's a different story. But your percolator is not affected at all by the fact that it's put into water. The problem is it has to dry out well before you use it. So uh, the reality is if you put it in a nice warm place and you let it sit for three, four days, it dries out. And there's, so Kaelin, which, are, which, are, which use electricity, 95% of the person say that it's Chayv and Tfilah. It's a regular Kaelin, it's Chayv and Tfilah. There's one sheet that says that since the only way you can use it is by plugging it into the wall, so it's Mechubra, the Karka, it's not Chayv and Tfilah. It's a difficult Svara, it's not really, it's, it only works when it's Mechubra, the Karka. And what about if you have a generator? You know, and it's not really necessarily only Mechubra, the Karka. Nowadays we have generators, you know, we have, you know, you can... Uh, I've used generators in my house, you know. I had one of these blackouts, plug it into the generator, and it's on the car, it still works. Now it's Chayv and Tfilah. I mean, it's not Mistar, it's a difficult sort of. Uh, so the person said that it's Chayv and Tfilah. The problem is, we're worried about, so many times, we're worried about using it. So again, so I have to tell you, we've traveled many electric Chayvim without a question. We've used them, you let them drive for a few days, and you use them. The problem, of course, if you buy it at Shabbos, you need it for a Shabbos, that's not an Eitzah. Right, that's true. But make your idea. There's, there's, it, it is, it is very, it is very doable. Now, voiding the warranty. So there's another way to how to avoid the, avoid the warranty and solve the problem. Is if you can take it to a uman Yisrael, who will take it apart in a way that only an uman can, and only an uman can put it back together again and put it back together again. So it's a kelly which is made by a Jew. Kelly which is made by a Jew is not chayv and tefillah. So, um, so that's an ace. But that will, that usually will avoid your warranty also. Right? That's the second way how you want to void your warranty and, and, and fulfill the halacha. Okay, so there's two ways how to table it. One is just table it and let it... Now, let's say you're really worried about it, too much water getting in there. So can you block the openings? You pull out the plug, you know, you're, 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 you want to put your hand there, to, like so not so much water should go inside. Because there's no key to get the water inside. It has to be able to go inside. It doesn't have to actually go inside. Because it's an area which is... Anything which is the inside of the keli... It's called base of storm. The same way a woman travels in the mikvah, she doesn't have to travel with her mouth open, all the water should go inside, but she can't have anything in her teeth blocking it from going inside. That's the potentially right to go inside. So the inside of the keli, of that area where the, where the electricity is, not where you put the water, say where you put the plug, um, does not have to have water going inside. It has to be right to go inside. No, no, that, that's the, where the air, where the, where, the, where the item is used. That, that's an open, it's an open surface. It's an open surface of the item. But this is an area which is normally kept closed. An area which is normally kept closed, it functions closed, not open. It's not chayim and tefillah, it just has to be right for it to go inside. I mean, it's, am I making sense? Making sense? Oh, so I'm going to get to that. But before I get to that, this concept makes it, okay. So the outside of your percolator has to go in also. You can't just put... Right. So the inside of the percolator has to go in also. This, the bottom area is not made for, for food. It's not made for... It's made to be used closed. So that part doesn't have to be open. It's like your mouth. Um, but it, ha- it can't have a, any type of blockage which will prevent water from going in there. Then it's called not roy. Right? That's why a woman has to brush her teeth before she goes to the mikvah and floss her teeth because maybe... You don't have the water to go inside, but it has to be able... The water should be able to go inside. So you can wet your hand. 
with the mikvah water and put your hand on top of it. Your hand should be well, you know, should be not, you know, should be clearly wet. So then the mikvah water which touches your hand, touches your hand is considered like it touched. It's part of the mikvah. When it goes in, and keep your hand on top of it. So as long as your hand is wet, you're able to do that. So it, it won't keep out the water totally because your hand is not that hermetically sealed, but it will prevent a large amount of water from going in there so it's much easier for it to, to dry out afterwards. You see, you can do that. Um, um, what? Now, we'll get to that. The, the last eight so with that none of those things work if the person has this thing which a little bit has an electronic chip etc which you, you know there you, you know the whole thing is not going to function you get it wet you short circuit the whole you know computer chip is not made for that type of stuff immersive, in, in being immersible in water um, so there the person said you can give it to as a matana to a non-ship and then borrow it from him um, that's so that case is brought down the locha the case which is brought down the locha was a person had got a kale immediately before Shabbos and there wasn't time to travel the kale. He needed the kale for Shabbos. She says, over there, the Lord is you're allowed to give it to a non-Jew um, and then borrow it from him. It, belongs, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to a non-Jew. It's not chayv and tefillah. A Jewish kale is chayv and tefillah. Give it, to your, give it to another Jew and then borrow it from him. It doesn't work. But give it to a non-Jew, it'll work. Um, but the, the Taz says that immediately after Shabbos you have to, give, you have to travel it. Even it belongs to a non-Jew. But since you're going to be keeping it forever, so it looks like a Jewish kale, you have to travel it. So that's why the person do not prefer this Eitzah as the first approach, because the Taz says you don't rely on that. You, you, you know, even though it belongs to the Nanjah, you still have to title it anyway. But to say, well, here we'll be making not like the Taz, if we have no other Eitzah, how to do it. Um, so that's the Eitzah which they have, it's to give it to the Nanjah. I have this question which came up, I'll give you a few of the, the halachas coming together. I got a phone call, it was Arab Shabbos, from uh, a chavra of mine was with a uh, he was on a vacation with his family somewhere in northern Michigan and they had been fishing and they caught some fish and they really didn't have a, a knife to fillet the fish so they went into, into the little local town over there and they bought a knife to, to use to fillet the fish and they want to know if they can table the knife in the, in the lake which is there well what can be wrong with tabling a knife in a lake right so you're back to, well, it, it was, a, it was, was it a man-made lake or was it a natural lake? Even was it a natural lake, was it a lake which was at the beginning of a source of water or was it a lake which was in the middle of a, it was, was the middle of a river? There's some lakes which are really an elongated river, a widened river. So the, you have the water is flowing. It's flowing water. Well, what's the source of this? Is it rainwater or is it, is it spring water? So I don't know the reality of your, your lake out there, whether I, a, a, the ocean is kosher, a full bona fide lake, Lake Erie is kosher. Instead, it has a den of a, a yam, is kosher even though it's moving. But a, but a river isn't. So a wide river isn't either. So the fact that you call it a lake because it's a little bit wider right now, because you know, the area around it is a little bit more sh- flat, and if it spreads out, doesn't make it a lake necessarily halakhically. So you know, when you say a lake, you know, told me he wasn't talking about Lake Michigan, he was talking about Lake Hujawaji, you know, in the middle of some, I don't know where. So I said, I can't tell you, you can tell it that. I don't know what it is. So, so find a fellow traveler over there who's not Jewish and give it to him as a matana and then borrow it back. That's what I told him. So the obvious assumption what could be wrong with a lake is not so obvious. It's not so partial. Okay. So holding the keli tight. Now that, that what I told you the idea of blocking and holding it is a mechlokes. Not everybody agrees that you're allowed to do that. 
So therefore, I said, since we have a problem with the electric keli, we're going to rely on that. But when it comes to other keli, it's a mechlech, where you let to do that holotite. So, so they have, by the mikvah, they have this option of a basket, of using a basket to put it in. Some people just stick the whole basket in, and then you can just drop it down, and you really let go of it, let it fall to the bottom of the basket, or the bag, etc. So, halachically, that is fine. The remorse says that is fine. It's not a problem at all to do that. And actually, it's preferred better than holding it tight. So I have a choice. To, well, the basket sounds a little strange, you know. Holding it tight, you know, sounds very, you know. Right, that, so what you, that, it's preferred to use the basket. If you're, if you're afraid to let go of it, something which you're afraid would, would fall and break, etc., glass, whatever it is. You can, if it's not too large, and you can put your hand on the leaf, you can, you know, let go and have the bottom hand catch it. Um, and there's always the... the, the the, uh, that very nice reach, reaching item which is used to get the stuff on the bottom of the mikvah uh, which um, I'm sure you've we, we, all experienced that so you can use the, you can use the basket and, that is, and it is preferred rather than over holding it tight it's preferred to use, use it um, okay um, somebody asked me a question again this, uh, can openers or canovers chayav and tefillah. So he said, no, canovers are not chayav. Even though they might actually touch the food, that's not their function. The function is not a klisud anyway. The main function is to open up the, open up the, the keli. China. Is China chayav and tefillah? So the Iker Allah is that klisheres is not chayav and tefillah. Earthenware kelim is not, not chayav and tefillah. There is a Archa Shulchan says the meaning is the toivel China. He says, why is that? Because... Klis chuchis is chayiv and tefillah. And the we paskin that a if there is a even a kelim is not chayiv and tefillah, if what comes in contact with the food is a layer of something which is chayiv. Let's say you have a metal, you have, you have a wooden kli and has a very thin layer of metal inside. It's chayiv and tefillah. So if I have klicheris which has a layer of being glazed, with, which is a glass on top of it, so glass is chayiv and tefillah. So even though it's Klicheris, it's Chayv and Tfilis. He says, even though some of them, the layer is so, it's, it's, it's not actually made out of a glass. Some of them, some of them are made with a glass, some of them are made without a glass. And therefore, it became the minute to always do it because we, we don't, you know, we, we shouldn't get confused. So there, obviously, you would do it without a bracha. So the Rosh so says there's such a minute to do that. Um, does that a minute apply? This is the minute in Europe. Does that a minute apply here in America? So I've spoken to different places and gotten different answers. Um, apparently the process which they did in Europe of this real glazing it's very rare to do it nowadays therefore maybe the minute does not apply and there are some places where Rabbi told me the minute does not apply in America and there's so China you do not have to table China unless you know the case of China where it had a specific act of glazing with a glass on top of it and you know, they have all that nice shiny surface that's not called glazing that's the, the China itself that is able to produce that um, the bone China whatever it is um, but if there be a glazing, a real glazing on it would be an issue. But otherwise, you, you don't have to tovel it. My Rebbe actually holds that the minig does apply, and therefore I personally do tovel it. But I think the minig arlem is, is not the tovel it. So you have to ask, you know, if it's like Elamai, so you ask your shayla. Um, definitely without a bracha. So what about stickers? So there are there are... Two or three issues when it comes to stickers. So one issue when it comes to stickers, um, by now you realize it's not a question. One of the one of the questions that was a shilo that somebody asked him 
um, they were giving him a ton of the chos and kalab. They wanted to leave the stick around. So this way the chos and kalab could return it. But they wanted to title it. Well, the answer is not to get a title anyway because you're not supposed to title it before you give it some matana. That's what he basically told him. So your question about the sticker wasn't the question because it's irrelevant. So that's one area. Um, a sticker which is on the kli in general is a chatzitza. There can't be any chatzitzas on the kli like a woman, woman goes to mikro does an issue of chatzitza. Let's say you have a sticker which is there which enhances the value of the kli. So it says on it you know, that it's this special type of crystal, whatever it is from... You know, South, South Graph, have you, have you pronounced that thing right? You know, so you want the name to stay on there because that's part of the cheshivas that it has that sticker on there, right? My Rebbe one time had the following halachic shayla. So you have, let's say, a suit, you know, and it says inside the suit, you know, uh, uh, some very fancy label. So it's, it sells for $1,000. If I rip off the label off the suit, how much do I have to pay him? I didn't damage the suit. So the suit is totally wearable. I didn't damage, there was no damage done to the suit. But it sells for less because I ripped off the labels. I considered a hezek or considered a grama. That was his halachic shayla. So here I take off this label, the value of the thing went down. I wanted to say on it whatever. So when my friends walk and say, oh wow, you have a hoa, you know, like, you know. So over there it's, it's lenoi and it's not, it's not a chatzitza. That's something which people would normally leave on. It's lenoi, it's not a chatzitza. There is no more says a chatzitza, we're not going to all chatzitzas. Even some which is not a chasitza, you know, Mikra is not a chasitza. It's a miya chen makbid. So we are makbid and have a That's why women also, when they prepare for the mikvah. So even though it's a miya chen makbid, we still, we still, um, we still remove it. So as Hamlet comes to Tzvila's Kalim, so miya chen makbid, so it's a miya to be considered a chasitza. It has to cover, cover the majority of the, of the item, and it has to be something that you, would, you or people in general would not want to be there. That's a chasitza the rice. The Rabbana came along and said, well, if it's the majority of the item, it's a chatzitza. If it's a minority of the item, but people don't want it there, or you don't want it there, either one, so it's a chatzitza. If it's a minority of the item and nobody cares that it's there, so, you know, obviously, if I leave a, a, a sticker on the bottom of, my, of my, my pot, which is going on the fire, it's not a smart idea, it's going to catch fire. I leave a sticker on the bottom of, of you know, some other thing, which is, you're never going to see the sticker on the bottom. Who cares the sticker is there? It's a miyashen amakbit. But the chachil, we don't leave it there. If it's very difficult to get it off, you can't get it off, so it's fine to table it as such, because it's, it's not a problem. Because it's a miyach. If you and most people would not care about it, if either you or most people do care about it, you, I don't care about it, people, most people do, or uh, most people don't, but I do, that's a problem. But if nobody cares about it, not me and not anybody else, right? so the fact that it's there, mikradin, it's not a chachitza. Um, but we remove it. If it's difficult to remove, we don't have to remove it. But if it's there, Lenoi is even a step better. It's not just there, it's not mock, but I want it to be there. So it's, it becomes part of the Kaili and it's not considered a chatzitz at all, and you'll have to table it with the, with the sticker on. Um, going back to the handle, so well, I have a sticker on the handle. Well, the handle, it's not really Chayv and Tzvila anyway. Again, as long as the handle is attached to the Kli, the handle is Chayv and Tzvila. So the sticker is a chatzitz. So you can't have a handle a sticker even on the a sticker even on the handle. Okay, one last one last area I think. We covered everything. And then I think we're also going to ask all our questions. Okay, um, so you can't eat on um, you can't eat on kaili which has not been titled. So this raises many halachic issues. I go into um, 
a restaurant, and I'm not sure, a hotel, I'm not sure if they travel to Kalim. Um, you go to a relative's house, and you know, they, so they're very careful. They got brand new Kalim for you, and they went and bought kosher food for you, and everything is wonderful. They didn't travel it. So you walk in and say, you know what, I can't eat it because they didn't travel it. They, they, they're going to go through the roof. Right? It's like, you know, nothing's good enough for you. Right? You know, etc., etc., etc. So what's the halach in that situation where it's, you can't eat on something which is, which is, which is, is, is not tovel? You can't use it. So, there's a few, few thoughts over here which the person can deal with. Um, Sir Moshe assumes, he talks about the case of the restaurant and the hotel. There was one argument which was presented, um, a few of the posts consider, considered it. We said before that klischar are not kaiv and tefillah. So, how does a restaurant owner or a hotel owner deal with his dishes? Are his dishes klisuda or are his dishes klischara? For him, they're a business venture. This is how he makes money, by serving people on these kailim. So, but on the other hand, the venture is using meals to serve people. So, so there were some places which wanted to suggest, some people wanted to suggest that it's not considered klisuda. The main thing is it's considered klischara. It's not kaiv and tefillah at all. That won't solve the relative situation, because that's clearly, yes, Klisuda. Um, Rosh has a shuv over there where he says that that's not true. Rosh says that it's, it's considered Klisuda. Kli, Rosh Hashanah Yosef has a shuv where he says it's considered Klisuda. Um, the other person would say that it's considered Klisuda. That idea that the, the, the Shevet, the, the idea was written by the, by the Shevet Sofer, was one of the, the some servers Mishpacha, that he held was not Chayiv. Most persons disagree with him. As Rosh says the following, would also assume there was a problem. He says, okay, so you can't be mishtamish with it. So what are you supposed to do? So Rosh says, well, you're supposed to remove the food onto something else. So how about I remove the food into my mouth? What about that? I mean, I didn't put it there, right? So, I mean, right now it's sitting on the plate. I'm not doing anything with it, right? So I'm not, right now I have no problem. So the problem is I'm taking the food off. Okay, so what... what, what that's what Rosh says. Really, mechiv to remove the food onto another keli. But I am removing the food. I just haven't put it into my mouth. So Rosh Hashanah says that's okay, even though it's considered he stops of a keli normally to remove it. But over here, you got to remove it anyway. What do you want me to do? So as long as I put it in my mouth, it's okay. But I can't use a non-tevilled spoon to do that. So, so Rosh says, and Rosh Hashanah says that anything which the food will not stay functioning without the kli. Russia says, you know, a piece of meat, excuse me for the, you know, the, un, the uncouthness, it can be on the table also, meet your reality, just it doesn't look nice. A bowl of soup, is like, it can't be on the table anyway, right? It's not going to be there. Right? With, Right, so a cup, you know, something like that. So, so, Rishon anything. Rishon come along and say, Rishon says anything which really could get away without the plate, anything dry, so it's not a problem to take it off. You, you use a plastic fork. You get a, ask them for some plastic forks or spoons in the hotel, or the restaurant. Not, not your relatives. We'll get the relatives in a second. Right. Um, so, because I'm just, it's it's not really functioning. It, now, to, the person who used it to serve me did something wrong. Because they were mishtamish with it to serve me. It's very hard to serve it in your hand. But once it's there, and they go, you know, it's there. On the, on the, I can put it on the table theoretically. Ramosha says, but the bowl or the the, the cup or the, the, that that's not, not, not going to be an eitzim. 
So those you're being mishdamish, you're holding, it's holding your thing for you. So that's not an eitzah. Um, so that's what Ramosha says. Or Shlomo Zalman says, okay, so I've got to remove it. And Ramosha says, I'm going to remove it immediately because I'm using the bowl to hold my food. Shlomo Zalman's got to agree with that. He says, but the other hand, when I, when the, 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 the dry item to take it into my mouth is not a problem. So they both agree that you can do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, let's, let's, let's rephrase your question. I'm going to go there and I'm not going to order soup. I'm not going to order a drink. Uh, I'm going to order something which is just dry, so I won't be really doing anything wrong. And I'm going to ask them for plastic cutlery. No, I'm saying, why go there at all? Because it's not, it's not, they're 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 the food doesn't become also the fact that it was in a non-toyvold kelim. But you would like to assume that hashkacha normally would make sure that the kelim are toyvold. And usually it is. That's what they usually do. You know. um, again, sometimes you have a situation where it turns out that that's not so. But that's where Moshe was dealing with. You have people who said, you know, they weren't focusing on that. But yes, theoretically you should not be getting involved in that. And hashkacha should not be doing that. Um, so you get to the relatives and so it gets a little more, a little more sticky because here it's clearly klisudah. I mean, they're, they're using it to, to, to eat from. And you... So it's... And that is clearly Klisudah. So Ramosha says, again, so you could, you could take the dry items and use them. You can't use your knife or your, or your, or your, or your spoon for that purpose. So there's any hatter. So um, Rav Shlomo Zalman says like this. Rav Shlomo Zalman says... Let's say you raise the question and say, you know, these kalim need tefillah. In this, this moment right now. But, you know, I see them that afternoon and say, okay, tefillah. You know, you do it. So then, it's something which is roy for tefillah, so then you can't use it without tefillah. But they would say, that, you know, in principle, they're very anti-religious. We're not going to tefillah. So now it's a situation where they have a chiyot tefillah, they're not tefillah. I have no way to be tefillah. I can't take it against the... So it's impossible to be tefillah for me as far as I'm concerned. The whole reason why Chazal made the Yisra Vishtamshas is this way you'll make sure that it'll be tefillah. If it's impossible to be tefillah, there's no Yisra Vishtamshas. See, if they're nice and accommodating, so it's possible to be tefillah. So then you can't use it until you tefillah. So then you can't use it. If they're very incorrigible and they refuse to accommodate, then you'll not eat. That's what, that's what it comes out counterintuitive, right? So, what? It's a totally issue. It's a issue and it's impossible for you to do anything about it. So then the responsibility is not incumbent upon you. Now, he, he, he said it's a kula, it's a doichik. He says, but in a situation, obviously, when you're doing Shalom Bayes, it's actually you'll be starting on that kula. Um, so, if it's, you know... You, you, you know, it's, it's the bubby which you know really you know mamla you want a table okay table you know so you should try to get there early in table you know it's you know it's Tante Bella and Tante Bella says don't you dare tell me what I'm supposed to do with my life you know so then so then you could then you're okay um, yes that's I think I covered what I, what I wanted to cover Tikvarachal yes <laughs> for starters metal or glass does glass does 
So they come also with the stuff in them. Salt and pepper shakers are chayv and tefillah with the broth. They come to the table and are used, they're used in, in, as cleats of it. Um, if they come with it in it, you, and that's like the way, the, the way it's sold, so you can first... You, no, you don't have to empty it. Russia says you don't have to empty it. In that situation, that's how it comes, so you don't have to empty it. You allow to, you, afterwards. you have to type it. Um, the grinder... So I, yeah, I think some of the fancier grinders you take to the table. It's like part of the geshmak because you take your pepper grinder to the table and you grind it there. So if that's true. It's considered klisud. If not, so um, pepper pepper is still considered usable because you can use it as a spice right away. So it's, it's still bichayv. Either way, bichayv. Right. So even though it's made out of, let's say it's made out of wood, but if the main the, the grinding part is metal, so it's chayv and tefillah. So ring up the purchase first and give it to them or have them make you a shleif to be... You, you, you probably, you're not the owner. So you, you could be a shleif to be kind of for them. And say, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to pick this up for you to be kind of, and I'll take it over there. So they don't have to pick up the bag. I would just have to But you have, you, they, you have, they have to appoint you to make you a shleif. Say anything or like them asking you is considered not No, you should point out that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to halachically... Acquire it for you, and I'll be your I'll be your, your, your proxy, your agent to acquire it for them and do a kinyan. And if people told us something, they would buy it. It happens all the time, and people have told me that rabbis tell them that it's okay, and I've even been yelled at by a rabbi saying, You don't have to tell people that it's fine. Rabbi Nasha Klein says it's fine. So, you know. If somebody says it, it's Yotze, you know. That's. You can just, I don't know who the person is, Rebain or Hell, that it wasn't. It was a suffix, you know, so, so you can tell them that. Yeah. But you did it already, like, you have to then go retoble? Rebain said, yeah, retoble. Without a broker. Without a broker. But, uh, you know, so if somebody asks you, they want to know what to do, so you tell them. If somebody says, you know, I'm that your rabbi said, your rabbi said, you know, there's a place that got there and says, that's good. Your rabbi passed on the place, that's his, that's his, that's his prerogative. Um, No, yeah, you, you, you're not believed to be a police person. Yeah. No, I don't think so. If, nor- if the normal approach at this, this point, the way it is, people will leave it on, so it's not considered a so it doesn't change. Yeah. Okay, a porcelain, uh, metal covered in porcelain, that has to be. So that is a is I mean, the, the, what's, what's touching the food is the, is, is the enamel porcelain, it's, it's not it's the metal. Thick, like whatever. It's right. So the that is a is in halachas. The best thing is it's without a bracha.
You know, the minute island seems to be as long as you don't use it, you you you, you can wait. So you know, so there's there's you, you have tucked away your your pace of dishes that you got when you got married. Somebody gave you a ton, and you haven't made pace for ten years. They're, they're not terrible yet. They're, that's what. All right, right. You know, so um, that seems to be the minigarlem. Which again, it's, it's interesting to think about why that's so. But uh, that seems to be the minigarlem. Yeah. Sure. Okay. A family member buys, gets you a glass dish or whatever, a, a dish. Right. And they total it for you. Family member mean your husband, or family no, mean, no, means like, like a cousin, uh, a sister, or uh, a sister. She gets it for. This is the scenario. She got it for free from the store. Mm-hmm. Um, and the store has a key and I guess I don't know so Shlomo Zaman dealt with this case so I have a great idea so listen how about if I want to be Zoyche so it has to belong to you to be Chayv and Tvila so how about if I asked you know Ploini over here to, to be, pick it up and be Zoyche for you because that works and now it's yours and now I can title it right how about does that work so someone's that one dealt with that actually the actual question. So you're saying that she went there with intent to buy it for you. Yeah, and it, assume that I want her that I want her. Right. So it, um it theoretically should work. Someone's element dealt with the case where you hadn't spoken to the person beforehand, you just sort of like assume that the person he said you, then it wouldn't work. If the person if you had arranged it before him, he said if you didn't, because um, maybe when the person gets it they'll say that, you know what, I don't really need it myself, I'll give it to somebody else as a matana. If that's what's going to happen, or something like that might happen, so he says, then it wasn't a good feeling. So he says, but if, in case I would ask the person to do it for me, or it'd be clear that, 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 that that's, it seems like it should work. So, but let's say like I'm in, I told her, like in general, whenever you get stuff from the store, like Tobol, or she knows, like, whenever you want to give me something, Tobol it for me. Is that okay? I would stay away from it. It's a specific item I would stay away from it because, you know, if it's, it's just you're giving her a general rule, maybe this thing you don't need. So then you have a problem. No, but she knows I need it. If she knows you need it, you knows you want it, then it should be a sugar cake. That's your word. They toveled it, and they had. They were using it. They were, they were, yeah. What if they didn't? Um, if they didn't, then you have to. If it's a suffix, you do it. Well, if you don't know, yeah. If you don't know, you toveled out of broken. Out of broken. Out of broken. What if you scenario where the family member says, "Go ahead, tovel it," like I don't care, but I'm not going to do it. So, like, you would go and tovel it with a bracha as if you're goshaliyah. Right. If you know it wasn't toveled, right. Without a bracha. So you could, you, again, so over there you could, you, you, even though it's maybe better to do the whole thing, but you know, it's probably, like the tircha is, is, is to, you know, is such, doing it separate is also valid, you can just take those parts and, and do those parts, you don't have to do the whole thing. You're saying including the leaves? Like the electric part, or just the cut part? Because you can't, I mean, at least mine, you can't cut, yeah, it's like a puzzle. It, unless it's, it goes in the base, and then you have to insert the, the special cup thing that pushes the food down. If that's not inserted, then the whole thing doesn't work. 
Right, that would, that would be fine. <coughs> You're talking about, it's not considered chutzitza because that's how it works. Right? That would be the preferred way of doing it. Again, it's, it's a big tyrical. Just, you know, just the whole... Yeah! <laughs> So you're saying that? No, the same again. I think in that situation, because of the tirchah involved, it's just you know easy to take the old blade. You can be some that. that but he we say that you return with the the, the kli mafura in pieces. It's good. And once you do the mafura, you only do the parsha. Only do the parsha shachayev. No, see toaster oven. The, the argument by toaster oven. The toaster oven itself is like an oven is not chayev. It's just the rack. The only thing which comes in contact to the food is the rack. But, because the, but the racks are made to come in and out. Over here, the, the, it functions, even when it's, the, the oven is functioning, the racks come in and out. Over here, when it's functioning, it's together. It's not separate. So really, the, the, the eager way of doing it is together. The mice, uh, I, think you, you, I think you can be similar to do it, in, just take out the part which is, once you take it apart, you only, you only have to do the part which is chayv and tefillah. You never do the other parts. The, the material which is chayv and tefillah. So the blade is chayv and everything else is plastic. So don't worry about it. Esty. The court, was it, it's attached, it's Chayiv. Uh, immersion blender, I should have told the whole thing, not just, because immersion, you know, it's like a hand blender, right? So you have, there's the... Theoretically, you should title the whole thing, right, yeah, no, yeah. And then there's like, the so electric part. Take that so, 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 okay. It's okay, it's definitely okay, it's definitely okay, right. I would have known that Well, if it's a Goyesha place, if it's a Goyesha place, it belongs to a Goy, it's not, it's not Chayv and Tvila. The problem is if it's a Yiddish place, and he didn't tell you about it, then you got a problem. That's where you have your head, that's where you have a problem. If you have no idea, if you have no idea which is a Jewish place or not a Jewish place, you have no idea if they tell you about it or not. Owner, yeah. Right, so, so if the owner is... If you don't know, you, you follow Rove, you follow Rove. So... Rove things in America are not Jewish. On the other hand, you know, maybe Rove stores which say Goldberg's on them maybe are Jewish. I don't know, but you know, it probably might be true. I'm not sure that that's true. A lot of people who have named Goldberg nowadays, their father's Jewish, their mother isn't. Right? What is the scenario that would happen when you're saying if you go somewhere? The case which came up was Kamal Zilli, you know, so you have these, you know, you have these Friar Israelis, but you know, business is business. So they carry all the kosher things, etc., because that's business. You know, but the, 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 you know, that they travel the kalim, you know. In that scenario, would you be able to put your fork back down if it has food on it? If it's a dry thing, and you're allowed to put it in your mouth? Like, let's, let's say you left some on the fork, can you put it back down on the... Well, Russia says you can't use the fork to start with. Forget about... You know, well, you could, let's say you brought your plastic fork, I guess it's... <laughs> yes, you couldn't, put it, you couldn't put it back on the plate. You cannot put it back on the plate. But the K- pay which is Clive and okay, okay, it's a China plate. You're okay. Yeah. Most plates don't need to be told. It depends. You have a glass plate, so not uncommon. Yeah.
You know, I don't know the Mitzvah. I, I started doing some reading on the computer. I started read, I started reading the, on the you know on the computer a little bit about it because it seems to me that it's not old. I mean, I'm trying to get figure out the Mitzvahs or how they what they do. And I'm not clear about it yet. Right. Right. You make it, but then they glaze it in a glass glaze and heat it. So you're going to have to Google all the things that you make because they're doing the final step. Yeah, we we we, we, we toggle them. But so it's the same process. It's dipped. Right. So those are all the cheaper yeah, stuff. Anything, anything you buy in Target, that is made in that process. But if you go into Mikasa and you get the really nice china there, that's super light. That's the gold one that you break. When you right, you're gonna break it when you toggle it. Porcelain is lighter. Um, you know, I don't know. I have to look into it just to understand the process. Okay, ladies, thank you. Thank you.